episode 100. 110. It's a cold day on this on those streets, walking through, thinking about films, thinking about HBO, thinking about Zack Snyder. Will they all lead us to disappointment, or will they all satisfy us? We'll see. But maybe one day, I'll shout out to Zack Snyder and say, Hey, I like your movies. Will you release the Snyder Cut? And he'll whisper. Who knows? Are we still saying phrasing? Because you asked if Zack Snyder was going to satisfy us. I don't know, man. I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope I made someone laugh. I hope you got a goof. A little chuckle. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome back. back. Ack, 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 ack. That's My the name is Sam I'm Andrew Thomas. This is a podcast. This is a podcast indeed. Podcast talking about movies, but also other stuff. We did that a couple couple weeks ago, or a week ago. Yeah. About a week ago. Two, two weeks. Uh, about two weeks ago. Ooh, ah, ah. Sam, how are you doing? How are you doing, Andy? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm, I'm probably going home to Texas for two days just because wow. I miss uh, this. It's just oppressive. I know you like cities, just all cities, all around. I don't care where in the world. They're oppressive. I love it. I love a miles of nothing. I hate Ooh-wee. that. That sounds awful. Ooh, we joyous. You know what else sounds awful? That's mean. <laughs> um, this this movie, Watchmen, two thousand nine. I cannot believe this movie's eleven years old. Good God, yeah. we're gonna die soon. Uh, yeah. Zack Snyder's Watchmen. We saw it. Yeah. We did it. We're about to talk about it, and Samuel, what'd you think? This is not a good film. It's real, like, it's just, it's not, it looks really bad, and it's, and none of the acting is very good, and the script is really bad, and the changes to the story don't really make any sense, and it's, it's, it's bad. If I'm completely honest, I watched it when I woke up this morning. Um, and it was finished around, like, I think like 1, one thirty. It's now 7.30 p.m., so it's been about six hours. I forgot that I watched this movie today until about 30 minutes ago. Huh. Huh. Like, I, like, I was, like, walking, I was, like, in the shower, and I was just, like, chilling, and then I was just, like, oh, yeah, I watched a movie today. I watched a two and a half hour long movie today. <laughs> Fuck. Huh. Uh, but you love this movie, right? You so here's the it. thing. You had a great time. Here's the thing. You know me. I love my stories, and I'll make it quick. Don't you worry. So when I this was the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters. This this means a lot to me. I I feel like I have to pull Spider-Man three. Am I biased? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm sorry. This there's a lot of nostalgia here for me. 
Um, this is the probably the first time in 11 years that I've seen the theatrical cut. Uh, I'm, I'm that director's cut boy, baby. Uh, so There's a longer version of this movie? Yes, yes there is. Yes Jesus there Christ. is. Um, Jesus Christ, it's d- d- Zack Snyder. Um, Did you get it? I have to. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it, baby. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, I wish I had the confidence, sidetrack. I wish I had the confidence to call people baby. I get some people don't like it, but I just sometimes it just rolls off the tongue. Come on, baby. Like if I like if I was just like, hey, come on, baby. Like to everyone, to everyone. Oh, to everyone is to weird. Everyone. Hey, I can you pass you me could the call salt, me baby, baby, if you wanted. If someone told me, hey, I don't like that, I'd stop because you know I respect people. But like. It's those people who are like, he calls everyone baby, so it's not like weird, but it's still weird. I don't want to put them in a bind. But I'd love to just be like, hey, what's what? up, baby? Then start saying it. I don't have the confidence. That's what that's what led to You're this. one of the most confident people I know. <laughs> people have been telling me this, and I'm like, I I don't know. Maybe I just have a switch. Because I inside I'm just a ball of just <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm that '80s dork with like a, the glasses taped up and high-waisted pants and like a pocket protector and sock guards. That's me inside. I like this movie. Uh, the theatrical cut is <laughs> welcome back. The theatrical cut is odd. I have to say, I was like, "Wait, what? This is placed here. This is." oddly paced this is weirdly paced huh i as much as i'll make fun of robbie malik's teeth as much as i'll talk about acting because this is the podcast i don't like to rail on actors because it's a hard job and i get it and there's so many things that are not in the actor's controls in movies where it's even harder to to talk about actors i don't like to do it but a lot of the acting in this is bad uh, we'll get to them quite soon, but overall, the theatrical cut—it's fine. I watched the director's cut like four months ago. Yeah, that slaps. It slaps, sliggity sliggity slaps. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. This was the first time going. Oh, I get why people hate this movie. This was the first viewing where I was like, oh, I completely get it. I completely understand. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> Really not a fan. So, anyway, that's our thoughts. If you haven't seen the movie Watchmen, if you haven't read the comic Watchmen, if you haven't seen the TV show Watchmen, spoilers all ahead for everything. Uh, uh, I know Sam would only recommend two of those. Honestly, have the full Watchmen experience. Watch the graphic novel movie if you have a chance. Play the game. Watchmen is sick. Uh, the game is trash. I have no idea. The game is 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 trash, trash. Uh huh. Um, the graphic novel is five book, hours. The book is fucking dope. Read that and watch the HBO TV show because that's also fucking dope. Uh, you don't have to worry about any other Watchmen media. I know Sam will agree with me with this. Watch the movie so you can listen to our podcast. Sure, <laughs> we can agree on that. Um. So yeah, spoilers ahead. 
So let's just hop into the cast. Let's just go right into it. To right into the deep end. The deep end of this cast. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm uh, I'm a fan of his. I think he's good at everything. He's not in a lot of good things, but I think he's good at everything. I've seen him in. He cares. I think he is the best of all the main people. Really? I get I think that. So. He's I think a lot he does of fun. The best job. Yeah. For that character, he gives a lot of uh, charisma, which is good. Yeah. Um, Matthew Good. Osmandius, yeah? Yeah. Um, I think he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's <laughs> fine. Uh... Honestly, I don't think anyone in this movie does a great job. I think everyone's just like, man, you are, you are in the movie. I think... Like, I don't, I don't, uh, it's not good. I think three people give really good to great performances. I think one person gives awful, awful performance. Who are these people? So, I think good to great. I think uh, Patrick Wilson is Night Owl. I think he's really good. Also, I'm a Patrick Wilson fan. Uh, I think Jackie Early Haley as uh, Rorschach, I think is chef's kiss i love it i love how melodramatic it is i i love his angstiness i love it and i think great i think billy crudup as dr manhattan uh also i saw the movie then watched the or i watched the movie then read the graphic novel everyone else i imagine their voice is different i imagine things be different but Billy Crudup's voice as Dr. Manhattan, that is, like, one and the same for me. And maybe this movie tarnished that for me, but I love it. Uh, I think they all do a fine job. I don't think anyone does a good job. Also, Silk Spectre as Bob. I forget her name. She's a famous actress. Carla Gugino. Yes, she's. I also think she's, she's one of those people who I think she's great at everything. Uh, I thought she was really good at this. The person who I think is awful, uh, Silk Spectra herself. Uh, what's her name? Malin, Malin Ackerman. Yeah, I don't know if it's the editors. I don't know if it was Zack Snyder. I don't know if it was her performance. I don't know, but someone let her out to dry. She is awful in this, and I don't like saying this. I feel dirty, but she's really not good. I don't think anyone is good. Like they, I mean, they didn't. To be fair, they didn't have a lot of any good stuff to work with, so that they sucks. A graphic but like, novel. Yeah, but I mean, like the screenplay, like the sentences that that these people are supposed to say earnestly are bad sentences. Like, and this is this is my thing. With you're not the only person who says this. Uh, like. 80% of the dialogue is ripped from the graphic novel. Yeah, and dialogue on... Uh, reading dialogue is different than, than having people actually say dialogue. That is true. Those two things are very different, and they can they land very differently. But when, like, you're having actors in, like, serious moments 
being like, I'll look down on the on the city and say, no. It's like, well, chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down a little bit, guy. <laughs> calm down. Take a chill pill. Rorschach. Rorschach. Um, chill, chill the fuck out. Didn't he also, like, fuck up his voice during this movie? That would not surprise me. He needed some of that golem juice. I think I heard that he, like, permanently fucked up his voice. I could be wrong, but I remember hearing that he permanently fucked up his voice doing this movie. <laughs> Come on, just drink some tea. Some lemon and ginger, my guy. <laughs> Jackie Earl. Uh, he was in something recently, and he was great in it, and I forget. Alita Battle Angel? Not that. <laughs> it was a... The Tick? It the Dark was a, Tower. Preacher. <laughs> London has fallen. The birth of a nation. Criminal activities. Was Robocop. it the birth of a nation? I didn't see birth of a nation. Twenty sixteen movie, birth of the birth of a nation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was something naming older. the things that he's been in recently. Lincoln, <laughs> Maybe it was Dark older. Shadows. Maybe it was uh, Lincoln. I just remember him being good. The uh, Shutter Island. Yeah, uh, he's in Shutter Island. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I just remember him being good and stuff. I like him, but yeah, he needed just hot water. That's all you need after every after every day. Just and then lay off the voice. No, he has to go. Where's my face? Where's my face? Where's my face? He doesn't say it like that. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Do it. Kill me Come now. On. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, with the dialogue, and we can talk about the screenplay now, uh, I agree with you with some moments. A lot of the tender moments, I 100% agree with you. Uh the this only is, time it works is when Ozymandias is, Ozymandias is talking. Yeah, Ozymandias. Because he's, a, because he's a pretentious piece of shit. So him saying pretentious things, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then when like Night Owl is being pretentious, I'm like, why do you have to be pretentious about piece of... Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, that is very true. I think for me, when Ozymandias, Rorschach, or Dr. Manhattan talk, I feel like it all works because all fits. For what you said about Ozymandias, I feel like it also applies to uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan. And for Rorschach, I feel like it's harkening back to the 1950s, 1940s uh, film noir movies of uh, the streets, the London streets walking down. Uh, It's so gritty. I see nothing but chaos and horror. I, I feel like it works. Everyone else, though... Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, and we're going to hearken on this pretty much throughout the entire podcast, I think it works because this movie complements the, the graphic novel to a way. I think I like that it's not a straight adaptation. I like that. The more, and again, this might be my biases talking. That's this is just me. I like that it does that. If this was a straight adaptation, I feel like it would be 
I don't know. How do I phrase this? <laughs> worse. <laughs> I feel like it would be worse if it was beat for beat. Toad for toad, but felt like a movie. <laughs> Again, even me complimenting this film is kind of tearing it down. If it felt like that, I feel like it would just make it even worse. While this is a entry level to Watchmen and two types of media like this, uh, uh, breaking down your your heroes, your villains. That's what I like about this movie the most. Uh, but yeah, with the screenplay, it is not the strongest. I I I disagree. <laughs> I think the only thing that this movie does well is is be interesting enough to get people to go read the comic. Um, but I don't think it is a good companion to the comic. I think I think the movie. I think the changes that they made don't make a whole lot of sense, um, and I I don't like. I mean the big change the big change to the story um, of Osmandis trying to frame Doctor Manhattan instead of just like creating this giant squid thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that makes sense. Uh, and then smaller changes that I just don't like because I think they work really well in the comic and they don't even happen in in the movie and it makes it not as makes the characters not as interesting like the the key one for me is uh just dr manhattan's character in general um because in the comic you very much see him drifting away from humanity wherein in this it's like he's there and he's already like not human (laughs) yeah whereas in the comic you see him like wearing clothes and like trying to connect with the other people that he's around while still dealing with the fact that yeah he can see his entire life all at the same time yeah but still trying to be like thoughtful and kind before everything just starts falling apart for him anyway because he's like Mm. trying his best but it doesn't work which makes his like retreat to mars all the more powerful whereas in this it's just like uh, i guess he's going to mars now Sure. Would you believe me if I said they do it a lot better in the director's cut? Because <laughs> that's not. in the director's cut. I don't. I. 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 <sighs> I have a lot of. I have a lot of problems with like. Well, in the director's cut, it works. And I'm like, well, then release that movie. Well, this is where you know you can't have a three-hour cut because that's not going to have enough screenings and. It's the business part of it. I'm, but also I feel like it's better in the director's cut. Kind of like it's better in the book. I feel like I don't think of, so. Those are two. You're talking about two different mediums. But I mean, like that's the famous. I feel like I. I feel like I've said this on the podcast. The book doesn't matter. At almost at one point, you have to let things stand on its own. I feel like changing it to a changing it to framing Doctor Manhattan. Then <clears throat> making it a squid makes it better as its own standalone piece. And it's, it's again, stand- this it, is- yeah, it's separate from the comic, but it mm-hmm. doesn't change the fact that that plot doesn't make sense. Like if you actually think through it, it, it doesn't make any sense as to why framing Doctor Manhattan, who was clearly an agent of the American government, would make other governments on the planet think that oh we now have this common threat to to unify against 
Because that's the point of the squid, is the squid shows up, and they're like, oh shit, there's like these interdimensional beings that exist that could kill millions of people. Like, this killed millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and traumatized millions and millions more. Uh, like, now we as a planet can unite against that threat. Whereas Dr. Manhattan was American, and he, like, finished the Vietnam War for the Americans, and he was the one, he was their backup plan in case the Russians, like, shot all their nukes at America, was, hey, Dr. Manhattan can stop a bunch of them. So, framing Dr. Manhattan as the guy who does, who kills all these people, then all the, like, the Russians would just be like, well, yeah, he's American. Why would we still... Like, it doesn't... Like, the the logical step of, like, Dr. Manhattan did all this stuff, so the Russians are going to, like, have peace with with America now doesn't make any sense. Because Dr. Manhattan (coughs) is so clearly an agent of the American government. I mean, that he became a rogue agent at that point. That's what makes him so dangerous. That's where it's like, he turned against his own country. What is he going to do to (laughs) y'all? So I don't. I think might as I just well don't band think together. it makes sense to like, <clears throat> like ten minutes after it happens, like, oh, I guess everything's fine. Well, it was it doesn't. 10 it, minutes I really after. don't think it works at all. It's like ten, It's like we see the explosion in New York, and less than ten minutes later, Ozymandias like turns on the TV, and Richard Nixon's like, "I have spoken. I've been on the Russian. I've been. I've been talking to the Russians, and we have agreed to make peace." And it's like it's been. Like ten minutes. That's been like an hour because he set them off thirty-five minutes ago. Yeah, but the last one goes off when they're there. So the attacks do happen so all around the world. About yeah? ten minutes since the last attack. But again, that shows that he was—he set off these bombs around the world. Yeah, that doesn't change the fact that ten min- like ten minutes after the last explosion. Suddenly there's peace? Ten minutes? That's not how shit... That, it doesn't make sense. Like, the logical, the logic of it doesn't make any sense. Neither do... I, that's, that's movies, man. That's a lot of things. I feel like that... I'm just there saying, like, so if you're gonna, if you're gonna change this big part of this, like, iconic book <clears throat> to be like, hey, we're changing it so that we're framing Dr. Manhattan, that's very different than than the squid. And I think... By having that change, you have to change a lot more in the story. You have to make it so that he doesn't go to Vietnam, so that he's not clearly an agent of the American government. Like, that he's clearly not helping, like, Adrian. Like, you have to do a lot of different things to make it so that he's not as connected to that government as he is, if that's how you want that peace talk to go at the end. So you have to change so much more about this story for if you want that to be your ending. So even though he is attacking what uh, Hong Kong, I forget, Moscow, uh, uh, other places in the world, even though to the general public, everyone outside that room, it looks like Dr. Manhattan is strategically blowing up certain portions of the earth. Mm-hmm. The world wouldn't go, yo, this Dr. Manhattan guy needs to go. That that logical step doesn't make sense to you. The logical or, step of or you specifically, you are in the Cold War. The Russians think that 
like at, at any moment the Americans could blow up the Russians, the Russians could blow up the Americans. Ugh. Then, if you're if you look at the screens when the explosions are going off, Moscow is one of the first ones to get hit, and LA and New York are some of the last ones. Which means Russia. Why wouldn't Russia just go? Oh, Doctor Manhattan just blew some shit up, and he clearly works for the American government. He lives on American base, and everyone's very aware of that. And he fought in the Vietnam War for the Americans. I guess we're going to shoot a bunch of nukes at America because they just attacked us. Oh, wait. There's no reason for them to not do that at that, when we, at that when, exact moment. And then, like, so it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. We're going on this point for too long. I disagree. I think it makes perfect sense, but I, yeah. Uh, but let's hop into to Mr. The guy we have not talked about, but I feel like we've talked about him on every podcast not, we've ever he does done. come up a lot. He is a point of contention for us. <laughs> Mr. Zack Snyder. Your boy, Zack Snyder. I like him. It's funny enough, I don't like the movie that everyone loves from him, and I love the movies that everyone hates from him. Not a big fan of I, 300. I don't really, I don't love any of his movies. I thought you liked 300. 300's like, it's dumb fun. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's like, oh, this movie, this film is good. <laughs> like, no, it's just like, yeah, do you want to see a bunch of, like, ripped, oil, oiled up dudes yelling for about two hours? I got the fucking movie for you, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, Zach, Zachy Poo. This was his, like, fourth movie, I believe, at the time. Sure. Uh Yes. I think, again, and I want to keep this, as much as I will talk about the director's cut, because that's the one I am more familiar with, but the one I just watched, uh, the one I just watched, the theatrical cut, I still think the direction's fine. Um, uh, There's still issues. I, as we were talking through the cast, he's not that great with actors. Uh, I do think, I do think he is. He could set up a shot. I think you said that this movie you did think it looked good. I was like, huh? What? I don't think it looks good. Uh like what scenes? What what shots were you like that? Like not pretty. Here's what I'll say. The shot composition of like where people and things are looks fine. Um, but holy shit, that very dull color palette is hard to look at for two and a half hours. It's all black and gray and brown with every once in a while like Silk Spectre's on screen and you see yellow or Dr. Manhattan's on screen and you see blue. Like even when they're on Mars, it's all brown. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is just, it Mm -hmm. just looks shitty. Like it just looks bad, especially compared to the beauty that is the comics that has such an interesting color palette that is, would be a wonderful color palette to see on film that they don't use that they they take they like have this wonderful source material of these wonderful like it uses a secondary color palette and it's, it looks great and they're just like ah nah we're gonna do brown and gray and gray and brown I think <laughs> I think like, why is Mandius's suit gray like he has like this gorgeous purple thing in the comics it's like why mm-hmm. not have him in that it just doesn't make sense I think for the style that they wanted, it wouldn't have fit. And also, 
within the superhero genre, lighter colors usually meant Batman and Robin and Iron Man. But then, but isn't but doesn't that mean like, hey, this thing looks like that stuff, but it's not. I think that's part of why Watchmen is is as incredible as it is, is because like it looks gorgeous. It like all the superheroes have these like colorful, fancy, like very iconic outfits. But hey, like it sucks. Like th- this whole place sucks. So I think having a movie that emulates that would have would have been a really great choice. And I think going for just like oh, we're just going to be gritty and realistic the whole time. I think that's boring. I get that, and I get that especially now, twenty twenty. But in two thousand nine, right after the Dark Knight came out. I'll stay. I mean, I if get you're gonna it. adapt the Watchmen, like adapt the Watchmen. Don't make it. Don't do some other bullshit. And, and Andrew Thomas's word, go full comic book. Yeah, go full comic book. Go fucking hog wild. Like this is one of the most innovative. Maybe not one of the most innovative. One of the most iconic, uh, gorgeous comic series to have ever come out. And like, you're not gonna make your movie emulate that. Mm-hmm. That seems I would like say a really weird choice for me, especially like. Now seeing like the the TV show, which has a gorgeous color palette that has everyone have these iconic looks and and uses its color very interestingly. I don't. I feel like that it was. I understand that. I just feel like that is. It was a different time. It was a different era. Comic book. This is. We're in a post Endgame world. We're in a post-Avengers world. I feel like it's different. Even Kick-Ass didn't come out around this time. You know, Watchmen walk, so Kick-Ass could fly, so Deadpool can soar. I, I, I understand, and this is the part of me that I hate, I understand the business side of it. And what they do do with the colors, <laughs> do-do, um... I think it's nice. I think I love it. And even in the TV show, I love every time Dr. Manhattan's in a room and that gray and brown color suddenly uh, just becomes a lot more, even though it's in blue, it becomes a lot more warmer. I love seeing that dark color palette against the whiteness of the snow. Uh, I think there is interesting i think they put in thought i don't think it was thoughtless it to me it feels like oh it's a gritty realistic story Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do a gritty and realistic look and i don't think that that serves the story as much as they think it is Mm -hmm. i get that but with every i yeah what do you think about the action sequences this is what Zack snyder is known for Oh boy, I hate them so much. <laughs> oh uh, boy, I hate it. Why are like that's another like the violence that happens in the comics is supposed to be grotesque and like awful and you're like, "Oh fuck, like this is so bad. I hate that I'm watching this. I hate that this is how this is going." But in the in the movie they're like, "But isn't it fucking cool when they all have super strength and they can like break a dude's bone out of his arm by punching it real good and like snapping a dude's fucking femur in half just by a good like punch it's wild it's so fucking cool bro what about the uh, meat cleaver 
to what? the guy's noggin. What about the meat cleaver to the guy's head? Yeah, it doesn't that's happen not in the comics. cool. No, but that's that a hundred percent happens in the comics. Nope. Yes, it does, Sam. I can get the book. He handcuffs him to to the furnace, and then t- it says that you can either saw off your arm or burn in this house. He doesn't meat cleaver him. Ah, yes, it's the dogs. He the meat dogs, cleavers he does the meat dogs. Cleaver. All right, you got me there. Uh, Come at I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was like, I do. just wrecked. I was like, I just wrecked this. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but like I the ju- whole like prison break sequence is just like, why? Why? It's like think- it's like less than a page. I think it's like half a page in the in the comics or something like. That, I just, that, that fight happens, and then it's like, oh, we're going to make this this slow-mo, like, boo, like, everyone, and also giving them all superpowers is a really dumb choice. But, anyway, um, I don't I don't like the action sequences in this in this film. I just feel like that's so unfair. It, it, uh, we say it all the time, books are books, movies are movies, for the medium. We can compare this to the, the book, All the Live Long Day. And yes, the book... We can compare the TV show to the book and the book will win. It, it's... But the book isn't trying to adapt Watchmen. It's it's continuing the story. So it's that's very different conversation. I, I just feel like... I don't know. This is not this is not me specifically at you with Watchmen. This is, this is people with Harry Potter. This is people with Game of Thrones. This is people with anything. It's... Movie got a movie. It's... I don't know. I think for the violence in this is... Is supposed to... I don't know. I never... Watching it way back then when I was a 13-year-old boy to now, I was never like, ah, cool. Ha, ha. Like, yeah, the prison fight scene, that is cool. But, like, popping the bone out and, and the meat cleaver... I, I remember the meat cleaver thing affecting me to my core as a 13-year-old boy. Uh, I felt like that that type of violence in the movie is what, uh, for me as one individual person, really translated. When I read the book, I was like, oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> this violence, oh, so much gore. <laughs> Where's where's Superman when you need him? He punches people without blood. Uh, yeah, all the time Dr. Manhattan exploded someone, it always felt gross. All yeah. of all that's, the all the fair, times like, Doctor uh not Doctor, uh, uh the comedian did any of his stuff. When they're shooting people with rubber bullets, it's still rough. Uh yeah. I just think like the movie and and it really goes out of its way to to be like to show off cool choreography and and all these like cool moments when it shouldn't like it i think a, a big problem that i have is is that they're trying to make it they're trying to make them not people when these are like supposed to be deeply flawed human beings that are suffering through being these superheroes Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, it's like they just are superheroes, and they don't really seem to. I don't know. I don't feel like I get the like flaws that they have. They all just really? seem like I'm this person, and I'm sad about this, and now I'm gonna go punch a dude's. 
bone out of his arm. Ba -ba -da -ba. <laughs> I I don't I don't other than maybe like agree. Rorschach. Like Rorschach is obviously always gonna be fucked up, but like Yeah. Night Owl and Silk Spectre just like immediately being like, Yeah, I'm fucking down to fucking uh, let's go like slam a bunch of jabronis, like fuck. I don't know. Jabronis. I'm just not I'm what just not this? into it. Uh yeah. I I Jabronis. I don't know. I felt uh all the moral gray zone for everyone. I remember being in that theater for the first time hearing hearing Ozymandias' plan and then going, Oh, I get the Dark Knight now! I, like... <laughs> I was I, I was like, Oh, jeez. This movie isn't perfect and by no stretch of the imagination. That director's cut isn't perfect by no stretch of the imagination. But I feel like what its purpose is, what Zack Snyder's goal from the beginning is to open up this world to people who, I, I mean, one way or another with this movie or without this movie, I would have read Watchmen eventually. But to those other people who would have never read it, who never would have thought about it, I think this movie does that very well. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'll, never, I'll never say that this movie does a bad job at getting people to go read the book. I'm just saying that this movie does a bad job of being a movie. Of being like a good movie, <laughs> Sam Bannigan, twenty twenty. Um, uh, I just I would with, like to officially announce my uh, candidacy for the <laughs> Democratic nomination. Democratic nomination. Ah, oh, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. But uh, yeah, I felt all of the. Of that, those these characters going to that boiling point to Doctor Manhattan being framed for everyone's murder or for the horrible acts. Excuse me. Um, I just felt that boiling point so much and understood every character from where they were coming from. Um, yeah, I really, I, I felt that even watching it this time, it is less. Now that, like, I've seen more movies and I get movies and I've read the book and I've seen the director's cut, it is less. But I still, I still get it. I still see it. So, yeah. Um, but something that I always like, and I don't think, I don't think we talked about with Dark Knight, but I enjoy this. Uh, would you? Would you tell? Would you keep the secret? Would you keep the secret to save peace or would you tell because... You know, never compromise, even in the face of Armageddon. I don't know. I don't... Um, I do not think there is a right answer. This isn't like I a mean, gotcha. I feel, I feel like... I mean, we're not in Cold War times, so I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that tension is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that tent, but day to day tension is is like. Uh, even though we are in you know dangerous times and all, and whatnot, it doesn't feel probably nearly as intense as it did back then. Um, 
So I I don't know. And it's not like it's my friend. Like, I don't know. I want to say I would I would try and say something. But I also don't want to say anything. So I also don't know like what like if it would work. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I wish the TV show delved into more. Is if it that well in the TV show you do see that for the most part it did work. The now the TV show is saying it worked for thirty more years, but now things are going back yeah. on that that uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, but I wish that we saw more of Lori going, uh, should I? I can tell at any time. But should I? I worked for the FBI. Like, I'm a, I'm as credible as a source that you're gonna get. It's me and Dr. Manhattan. I'm the... What I could t- I wish, I wish they did. I felt like at the end of the show when she was like, oh no, you're arrested, Adrian. I was like, ah, that's... I love the show. The show, this complaint, the show kind of is so good that there's other stuff that I praise. But I felt like that was so cheap. I was like, ah, you... It didn't earn that. I mean, I... I wish they talked about it more. I'm kind of okay that they didn't, like... They, it seemed like they were they were working on the assumption of like yeah okay it worked now what mm-hmm. and I and I appreciate that I appreciate that the show didn't just go like we're gonna tie up all the loose ends from the comic like it was like no we're just gonna exist in that same world like what is our version of like what happens thirty years later mm-hmm. um, and I think the show does a really good job of of doing that of fulfilling that. I just wish, but I feel like this is more so than anything. Oh, there's a lot of questions and a lot of feelings that the that the graphic novel wants you to carry away, and I feel like the biggest one is the good lie. is is something that's been in media forever. Is that do you tell the truth, knowing that it's gonna have not so good consequences? Or do you keep the lie, or do you stay with the lie and keep the peace? And I wish, and that's such an integral part of the Watchmen story, I wish the TV show had more time, or not even time, just had a moment just to address that. Especially knowing that she was going to go, eh, you're arrested. Why is that the moment that you're bugged about? Like, he did murder millions of people. Because it's such an important theme in the book, and I wish that that was carried over to the show. Again, I there's so I much good in it. I disagree. I think that I think the show does a does a good job of just being like, that's not the stuff that we're going to talk about. We're going to move on. Because mm. because I think jokes. if it just like hammered on the same themes of the book, then it would just it would have not been good. Because like, yeah, we already know that like this world has tackled those things, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about other stuff, and Ba-ba-da-ba. I just well, here's the thing. But you are tied up something at the end of the book. She does. She's going to tell the world that hey, you know that squid attack that happened? It's a lie. He made it in a lab. 
I feel like I just felt like that moment wasn't earned. If you're going to have that ending, you need to have something to lead up to it, to build up up from it, or to it, I should say. Uh, on that note, um, there was a point that I wanted to make with the movie, but I completely forgot. <laughs> um, well, I'm so glad that you brought it up. Right it now, happened. Though. It happened. Um, Good. Yes. I, ask you, I need to I be want... honest. Okay. You, go on. I wanted to ask you something because I just want to know why. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's sort of, it's not super related to Watchmen stuff. Um, what what is it about the Zack boy that you are so intrigued by? And uh, Zack Snyder is not one of my favorite directors. I really like two of his movies. I'm not a big fan of Justice League. I don't like Sucker Punch. Dawn of the Dead is cool. I don't like 300. And, oh, out the Legend of Gahul, the Legend of the Guardians, slaps. <laughs> Everyone go watch that. That movie is great. Um, I, th- I Specifically, you're asking Batman v. Superman. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking Watchmen and Batman v. Superman because I didn't realize how much you liked Watchmen. Um, for I like his style. I like it's something that I always say. It's something that you know that I talk about quite often. Zack Snyder is someone who tries, and I like his attempts at try to do something more to leave an audience. He is truly a smart man's Michael Bay. When Michael Bay is like, cool, explosions, a girl's butt, cool, blah, blah, blah. I just watched the two bad boy movies last month. So I, I, I've seen it. And Michael Bay, Six Underground. That's Michael Bay in a nutshell. In, in Batman v Superman and in Watchmen, with Watchmen, it's mainly from the graphic novel. But he is interested in asking these questions in showing that we have three heroes, Dr. Manhattan, Rorschach, and uh, Ozymandias, and every single one of them are either not good or awful. (laughs) Um, And I think that's interesting, knowing that there are three main heroes in this movie. Or that, again, I saw this movie way before I read Watchmen, so I do associate that with him. So, uh, taking that away with Watchmen, I enjoy the way it's shot. I like the color palette. And this, I like the relationship. It's funny, my favorite relationships and the things that grow are not in the theatrical cut. So I feel like I'm cheating when I talk about that. Uh... But yeah, no, I like all that stuff a lot. With Batman v Superman, uh, I like that he asked these questions in a pretty, for these characters, original, quote-unquote, as much as like Endgame or uh, Birds of Prey is original, uh, idea with these characters, with debatably the two biggest superheroes of all time, give or take Spider-Man, uh... 
and I love, even though I don't like Man of Steel, another one of his movies that I'm, I think it's fine. I like the way it's shot. I like what he tries to do with Superman. Uh, but it just didn't work for me. But in Batman v Superman, it works a lot, especially with the antagonist of the film, Batman, and what Batman was at that point in our zeitgeist as the coolest guy in the room. And, you know, he can outsmart anyone. He's the the, the master petition. He's the smartest guy, the sexiest guy. And when you get that old Batman, this is what he's going to look like. A guy who's just living life, kind of killing people, and just doesn't care anymore. And I like the way he develops them. I feel like he had a lot more rope with Batman v Superman. Uh, when I was talking to a friend of the show, Justin, I was like, Watchmen walk so Batman v Superman could fly. Uh, pun unintended. Uh, yeah, I feel like the, the with the color ballad and, uh, and the action and the way he directs actors, he grew, and yeah, I just enjoy it. I like it. I hope that was a satisfied answer, not just to you, but for everyone out there. <laughs> uh, I also really don't like the, uh, sound, the soundtrack of this <laughs> I also really don't like that. That's really bad. It's yeah, that director's cut like is like three and a half hours. Jesus Christ! So all the pop songs—I know they're not pop songs, but I'm just gonna call them pop songs. All the pop songs are just more spread out, so I just never really noticed all the songs I recognized. But I was just like, they're just too... They're coming back to back to back to back yeah, to back. It's too was, much. I was like, oh my god, this, you're just nonstop throwing, throwing jams at... Jock jams yeah. at you. Okay, Zach. Hello, boy. Yeah. A lot of dad rock. Yeah. Uh, I was, it was just like, oh, oh, fuck. Okay, that's a lot. And they're just like cued really weirdly. Like sometimes I was just like, really? You're going to start that cue now? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, when right. uh, Silk Spectre and Dr. Manhattan are on the mood and she just realize that the comedian is her father yeah and then it's uh it must be some uh it's uh from the watchtower yeah uh, i was like oh it was oh, a boy. very odd cut <laughs> this is it's a lot and like it's pretty much every time that it like they use not just a score when it's mm-hmm. all this all the soundtrack cues are just like oh that's uh-huh i mean yeah take it with the grain of salt that you'd like but in, in the director's cut, I feel like it works better. That like well, that. In the, Marsh... Apparently, the director's cut is the greatest movie that's ever made. <laughs> don't do this you again. Should, we don't you need make to a, do this. You should make a movie called the director's cut. <laughs> there should be a movie called the director's cut, and then every time we talk about it, we're just like, oh yeah, the director's cut, and that's the movie we're talking about. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, Thanks. what? Did, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Maybe I will. Just call it the director's cut, and just that's the reference. I yeah. mean, like everyone calls the original Blade Runner. I mean, everyone thinks what the original Blade Runner is. That's the director's cut. The real cut is not that good. I don't know. There's don't like, like seven cuts of Blade Runner, though, so I don't. Know. That's four. a little different than like here's one version and then another version if you pay us extra money. 
You can watch I... this movie for money. Blade Runner did that seven times. <laughs> yeah, and I saw it once. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. I will never think about Watchmen ever again. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I like this movie. Again, if you... I think this is a good... Easy, I would recommend, if you haven't read the book, watch this movie, then read the book. That's Don't watch the movie, just go read the book. That's Sam's recommendation. Yep. Uh, but... In the end, I'm Andrew Thomas. I'm Sam Bannigan. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all the social medias that I use, namely Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Mars. Great. Uh, you can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the social medias that we use, namely Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now Patreon. Yacht, 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 yacht. The Patreon has officially launched. Uh, there will obviously be a link attached to all our pages uh but if you are listening to this episode it means that you can go to patreon.com slash welcome back pod and you can support us on patreon yes bob i'm looking at you uh and uh yeah you can find us uh also on itunes google play soundcloud spotify rss feed all that stuff our patreon link will also be on welcomebackpod.com uh you can find all of that stuff there uh, please like and review the track on all the things. Uh, you, that's a great way to support the show. If you don't have any money uh, to support the show, you can you can just share share us and, and and review us on things if you like us. That would be dope. Uh, or you can also, you know what you know what the cheapest thing is. And this is why I tell all my all my chums the cheapest thing is a friend. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's why I don't commit. Uh, <laughs> the cheapest thing is a friend. Andrew uh, Thomas, twenty twenty. Yep, there it is. Um, yeah, uh, tell your friends. We, in all seriousness, I don't like to be serious sometimes, but I'll be serious right now. We get it. Life is hard. That's why we launched a Patreon. We give us money, but we understand you might not have money. But if you don't, and you really sincerely like us, we you, we bring some extra sunshine to your life. The best thing you could do to help us is just tell your friend. Just tell your friends to po- listen to an episode or two. Post that would be great. post it on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your Instagram. If you have ten followers, ten thousand followers, it doesn't matter. Any any help. Any yeah. help at all. We are very, very grateful. This is very true. Uh, we we will be eternally grateful for everyone who ever uh, supports the show in any way. Yes. Um So, who who listens to the Listen Men? Who welcomes Welcome Back? Who, who welcomes Welcome Back? Ah, shit, who, that's better. <laughs> <laughs>